Hello, how the tech are you? I am Historian Matt. I'm a uh, co-producer here and one of the hosts on this show. How the tech are you? And um, I'm just jump into some stories because I got some interesting stuff this time. Uh, so my first story is titled, I'm sorry, I can't provide you a title. It goes against OpenAI's use policy. And what is up with that weird intro? It's basically all over Amazon and it actually shows up in some other places, but it's really obvious on Amazon. There's like items that are posted with titles with some version of, I'm sorry, but I cannot fulfill your request. It goes against OpenAI use policy. Some other versions are, you know, sorry, I can't generate response to that request. Sorry, I can't provide information, you're, the information you're looking for. And in one case, kind of weird one where it ended with uh, or an excuse is it encourages unethical behavior. And I'm very curious to know which one is that that one was. Um, I don't know uh, what that was linked to for, for the actual item. But basically what's happening is people are trying to use LLMs to generate product names and descriptions. And this is causing a problem. Like they're, they're like, they're doing the generation, but they're not actually looking at what they generated. And so they're just like copying, pasting it over and putting it into their, their title or description. And it's just all over Amazon. Amazon does not have a policy against using LLMs to generate content like that. And in fact, Amazon provides its own AI tool to do that. Um, it doesn't look like most of these don't seem to be coming from Amazon's tool. They seem to be open AI, you know, somebody using a separate outside LLM to, to generate. Uh, but uh, yeah, basically, obviously scammers are not taking time to actually fix their problems here. What do you guys think? Would, do you have any ideas on what's going on or just a funny thing going on in, in uh, AI land? My guess is like the reason that they're not even looking at it is because this is like there's some script to just like add listings yeah. to Amazon. It's like fully automa automated or something. Yeah, yeah that yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, there's people who are going to probably look at this and be like, aha, why are those chairs $2,000? They must be selling children. <laughs> but that's different. That's different. Yeah, that's a bit different. I don't know. I don't think that's that, a don't different think, show, Dave. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's much to. Uh, I don't think there's much. I mean, it's dumb. I love it. It's kind of. I like. <laughs> yep, it's hilarious. <laughs> I love it. I love. I love like. I love that Amazon hasn't, like, just removed these listings either. Um, I don't. <laughs> I think they have now. I oh. tried to look at look up some of these and I couldn't yeah. find any. So they've well, probably removed them by now. The specific ones linked in the article have been removed. And they said it was removed by the time the article came up uh, or they posted mm -hmm. the article anyways. Uh, but they said they were finding others. So I don't know. <laughs> did you do the searches or did you just look for the I, I searched for like that exact phrase and I couldn't okay. find anything, but I don't know. It, it seems like there's multiple versions of that phrase. So maybe I just yeah. couldn't find that exact one. But if I changed the wording a little bit, it might. Yeah, there may be, be uh, removing specific, these specific wordings, but other ones are coming yeah. up it's amazing as they figure it out it's amazing i think it's i think it's very funny i i i would have added those things to mind with my wish list <laughs> yep well everybody's i'd love like, to get a sorry i can't generate a response to that request <laughs> everybody's saying uh uh you know ai is gonna take over the world and make 
make life easier. We won't have to work anymore, but it just seems to be making the world a weirder place. I mean, if this was, <laughs> yeah. if this was, if what if every item on Amazon had this title, it would just make shopping really hard. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I dig it. Perfect. Yeah. All right. What else you got, Matt? Next one. Let me find my mouse. Here we go. Uh, so the next one is a big uh, story. Basically, the Bitcoin ETF went out, and right before that happened, the SEC Twitter was hacked. So talking about the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, their their Twitter account was hacked, and it was a couple of days before they were actually supposed to announce anything on the BT uh, the Bitcoin ETFs, and whoever hacked the account posted, "Hey, we approve the all the Bitcoin ETFs." <laughs> Um, so there was a lot of confusion there because some people were saying, you know, trying to figure out how this hacked or what happened. Uh, of course, this announcement spiked the price of Bitcoin for a very short time. And the SEC chair, Gary Gensler, had to post a correction on his own Twitter account to make sure everybody knows that that was being hacked. So the hack seemed to, after, after some research, the hack seemed to have come from somebody's compromised phone number that was associated with the account. So uh, I'm guessing it was like an SMS, SMS uh, attack where uh, they were getting their two-factor through SMS, which if you've been around security people much or, or heard about this you know, two-factor authentication, you probably know that that is not secure. It's not very secure anymore. But um, It is the least secure two-factor. It's the least secure two-factor uh authentication right now. Uh, we can talk a little bit more about that and better ways of doing it. But um, in sort of a twist of irony, later the same week, the SEC really did approve all of the Bitcoin ETFs. Uh, so they had to go back and post it again, and then they weren't hacked the second time. So what do you guys think? Are you at all surprised that something like this happened? Uh, uh more. My question would be, why is the SEC using Twitter? Yeah, yeah, that's their... Or why would they use it for any official announcement? Like, why would... Yeah. Well, they don't. That's the thing. It's not an official announcement. It's just something they can use to post stuff and get, like, the word out for things. So they okay, do why a even press have release, and then they would retweet it. Like, they have their own, uh, I, I don't know, uh, what a social media person posted on, on Twitter. But that was hacked, and for... Like, if you didn't know any better, if that's the only way you get your information is through Twitter, then uh, you wouldn't have known better. <laughs> I guess maybe, like, I'm just thinking they, they should do something that's, like, uh, that's less prone to being, you know, that's, like, not controlled by someone else. Like, have an RSS feed or something. I mean, they have like a website. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I think. Well, I mean, I, there's a lot of government agencies that use Twitter just. And they shouldn't. For, for getting messages out various things that's not what i'm saying is they should not channel. do that what i'm saying is they should not do that well, the government yeah. should not be using something like twitter well i don't think anybody should be using twitter but that's for other reasons <laughs> right and it, it before like it was you know it was a way for the government to get uh, reliable information out to people a lot of times like during disasters or whatever but now i would yeah. say that no they shouldn't be using it. They should probably just remove their accounts because you can just go on there and buy a check mark and impersonate one of these government agencies. So if the government's just like, yep. well, none of the government agencies are actually on Twitter. So don't believe anything you see from a government agency on Twitter. Bye. 
Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like that if works. you want information from a government agency, like I would think they should have like either uh, just RSS feeds or like maybe like a an activity pub server that they control. You know, something like Mastodon or uh, like Kbin or uh, yeah, Kbin. I mean, the RSS uh, is easy though too because you don't even yeah. need anything. You just go to their website and you don't even know there's RSS there. You just read the blog. You just read it. even if the blogs <laughs> are just short. It's like if there's an earthquake, right? And like the county is just like on the blog. They're they're like they just write a real quick update on something going on, and that's on the blog. You just read it. Like you just read all the blog entries for the last day to figure out what's going on with an earthquake or whatever. It would be. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, yeah and something of- like an RSS feed could be like duplicated in other places and then you'd have one source of truth that if you see something on some other place and you go that doesn't look right you can go back to their rss feed to see is that true whereas if the source of truth is twitter like it's not like you you can double check that information you know if elon musk decides to fuck around with twitter's with sec's twitter account then like he could do that yep I also want to point out that uh, on this uh, this channel, we we support trans people and everything, but uh, the only dead name we use is Twitter. Right. <laughs> well, that's that's like to be fair, corporations are not people. Fair enough. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> everybody still calls it Twitter. That's just the name of it. I'm sorry. Like the yeah, logo I mean, is ugly. Most people, I've I've heard a few people, particularly like. Uh, companies of some sort or, or big news organizations or start have started to call it X or something. But um, every time I've seen it called X, it's always X formerly Twitter. Right. Yeah. Remember like the, when, when Prince turned himself into a symbol, people would call him the artist formerly known as Prince. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all I got. Oh, great. What do you got HK? All right. Hello, how the tech are you? My name is HK Perrin, and today I've got three very interesting stories. First one is, Apple says move to Texas or you're fired. As if having to move to Texas wasn't bad enough, these Apple devs have to move away from San Diego. The move affects 121 workers working on Siri and artificial intelligence in Apple's San Diego office. By the way, I was just kidding, Texas. You're, you're all right. But... This is actually especially distressing to their AFAB employees whose health could be at risk by moving to Texas where abortion is currently all but completely banned. So, I mean, for their employees who could get pregnant, this seems like Apple is basically just saying like, take the risk or else you're fired. What do you guys think? Wow. I don't know. I, I, I think that, you know, they can move, but it's, I mean, at least it's only 120 employees. Uh, Apple has a lot of employees. Are they moving them to another Apple, like an existing Apple facility in Texas? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and like Apple's defense is basically saying like, we're trying to consolidate the team into one location. Uh, But like consolidated into San Diego, like don't put your employees in a dangerous situation for them. Or like move them to Northern California where they have lots of offices there. Like, I don't understand 
Yeah, I mean, if they well, give them the option, you know, but I guess they're trying to consolidate the whole team. Yeah, the rest yeah. of the team and like in- their their office is in Austin, and it's like Austin's nice, but it's still Texas, so you still have to deal with Texas's laws that right now are just dangerous. Yeah, yeah, I I feel like these people are um, Siri. There's the Siri and AI people. I I mean. Having to find a new job sucks, but these people do have marketable skills and they can find a new job. And I'm curious to see, like, if we may not follow up on this, but there's probably a non insignificant percentage of these people are probably going to go find new jobs. Not necessarily because of Texas, but because, like, San Diego is like a really nice place to live. Like, the weather is great. Like, yep. And there's others. As someone who lived in San Diego, or at least the, you know, the San Diego County uh, for most of my life, yeah. San Diego is awesome. Yeah. So, and these people have marketable skills and there's other, other, um, opportunities available in San Diego, but Apple is a good company to work for. Uh, I imagine most of them will go to Texas, but some of them may not. I, I doubt we'll see any follow-up on this though. Yeah. Uh, at least a few of these employees reported, uh, that they wouldn't be able to get, uh, another Apple job in San Diego because most of the Apple jobs in San Diego are engineering jobs. And some of these employees didn't have like an engineering background. Well, so it just, it sucks for those employees, you know? Yeah. But Apple, you don't, you, there are jobs other than Apple. So yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it, it sucks. But I think, I think those people will be fine. Yeah. It's not like their industry got moved out of the country. What do you got next? All right. Well, next, speaking of Apple, Microsoft surpasses Apple as market cap leader, partly due to Microsoft's intense focus on generative AI, which has drawn a lot of investor bucks. Microsoft is now the world leader in terms of market cap. Microsoft's market cap now stands at $2.887 trillion compared to Apple's $2.875 trillion. Sorry, I should say Apple's paltry $2.875 trillion. What do you guys think? Yeah, so I would like to translate this for a second. It's, uh, hey, my imaginary number is bigger than your imaginary number. Well, it's only somewhat imaginary. Like, it's market cap, so it's only outstanding stock. So this isn't like it's the, Ap- it's the Apple price. or Microsoft can just say, like, well, the stock we own is super valuable. Well, it's the, it's the, the price that the last maybe single stock share of stock sold times the like total number of outstanding shares. Right. That's the market cap. Yeah. Which like, that's not, it's a stupid number. You couldn't sell all the stock to get the (laughs) what 2.8 trillion like dollars. That's like, that's not going to happen. Well, you could sell all that stock, but you couldn't sell it right away because if you were trying to sell it right away, the price would plummet. Well, it would plummet pretty much if you, you know, sold all of it eventually, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, that's, that's why it's kind of like an imaginary number. It's not like anything that you could actually get out of the company or out of the, the stock itself. And Yeah, but it does reflect how valuable the company is perceived in society. And then, yeah, of guess, course, I like, mean, value is also perceived. imaginary. <laughs> I would so, agree with know, it's the perceived value kind of, but I don't think people are like, Oh, well I think this stock is worth 2.8 tr- 
trillion dollars. So I'm going to bump up the price of the <laughs> a share of a stock. You know, it's I not mean, the, quite like uh, that. It's more like stock, just like everything else, it ha- only has value because it is perceived as valuable. Well, yeah, um, but I, I guess my point is like they're basing it on a you know the number of shares that they can actually buy, uh, how much they think a, a price. The price is, you know, the value of a few shares that they can actually buy. And then it's multiplied by this huge number, which makes it really big, which is just kind of weird. It's not, I don't really feel like it's particularly truthful, but it's something <laughs> well, for people to compare themselves with, I guess. Well, I think that's why they use the, the, the term market cap instead of saying this company's value is this yeah well, I mean, well sometimes people do say that they they conflate the two i understand yeah yeah there is like the valuation of a company which is different than its market cap yeah, yeah. fair enough but yeah uh it's good for me because uh, i used to work for microsoft so i still own a tiny little just just an it itsy bits a little crumb of that market cap <laughs> well if don't sell all your stock because you'll ruin the market cap <laughs> yeah my drop in the ocean is gonna make a big difference yeah. <laughs> they're like damn it damn it hk sold hk sold the stock now we're not now apple's beating us by a dollar <laughs> gosh okay so to beat them by a dollar i would have to decrease their market cap by around 12 million dollars <laughs> i do not own 12 million dollars in microsoft stock yeah, but you're a mover and a shaker. Yeah. You're influential, One influential day. person. One day I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. All right, what do you got next? All right, my last story is Steam has new rules for AI in games. Valve, the company behind Steam, has issued new rules for games created with AI distributed on their game storefront and distribution platform, Steam. Previously, Valve did not allow any games created using AI. Now, games must disclose how AI is used in their game and whether content is pre-generated or live-generated. Pre-generated content includes assets that are delivered with the game that were generated by AI models like Midjourney or Stable Diffusion. Uh, And live-generated content is that which is generated on the fly while the game is running. Valve now requires developers to state that their game does not include illegal or infringing AI-generated content. Developers are also required to state that the live version of their AI-powered games will match their marketing materials. Games also get a shiny new mark of shame on their page that they were created or run using AI. Um, And just one final note is that adult games are still banned from using live generated AI on Steam. In other words, like any live generated sexual content is still banned from Steam. What do you guys think? So are now we going to have a uh, Bowser instead of saying, sorry, the prince is in a different castle. They're going to, he's going to say, sorry, but uh, this goes against open AI policy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, did you get the secret this goes against open AI policy ending? <laughs> <laughs> or like here the game is over and it just like gives you a a, a non-workable recipe for brownies. Like <laughs> <laughs> that calls for like 84 cups of sugar or something. 
put it in the oven for 37 years. <laughs> I, I they were going to use AI in this stuff eventually anyway. I think Steam is just doing yep. the obvious. I I don't know that the mark of shame is going to matter because I think you're going to start seeing AAA titles with that mark on it because they're going to be using AI to generate backgrounds for things. Um that doesn't mean it's not shameful. Maybe, but it's not going to be viewed as a mark of shame when the AAA titles have it. Well, I will always view it as a mark of shame. So, <laughs> at least one person will see it that way. You'll ruin the whole game industry. <laughs> Again, with my $12 million of Microsoft shares. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this covers uh, basically assets, right? Like, so... Um, yeah, visual content content that's created by um, Mid Journey or something similar. Yeah, so this would cover things like or, assets, voices, uh, models. Even you could have a model that's uh, AI generated. Uh, it could cover things like NPC dialogue, anything written. Yeah. Uh, you know, even if it's like going through text to speech, if a if an AI wrote it, uh, that would need to be disclosed. So, like when I we first uh, heard you like talking about this, I thought you meant like uh, you know code that was actually written by AI, and like I don't think that would work. But you know, are they talking about a game that's specifically like like what where what would that fall into if they if AI actually wrote the entire game, including the code? That is a very good question. They didn't specifically talk about that in the article. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure Valve has explicitly mentioned anything about that so yeah i don't know i can't wait to play the first game written by an ai because it'll probably <laughs> garbage hot garbage <laughs> and it'll probably be kind of fun to play it or probably. rip off some yeah. other game you know that's the other thing they do it's like pong but it's called ping i don't know yeah yeah it'll just rip off some other game that's funny <laughs> yep. plagiarism the game <laughs> all right well, I guess it's my turn. Hey, how the tech are you? I am Dave. I am the uh, co-producer of this show and the producer of all the live streams over at twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. So check it out and uh, maybe accuse me of working for the cult of Scientology. Um, <laughs> anyway, I got two stories here. One of them is about CES because CES happened and we can't not talk about CES. And I just remind everybody that it's now called CES. It is no longer the Consumer Electronics Show. It's just CES. Anyway, there's uh, far less uh, sex tech at CES. In years past, there has been um, a little more sex tech, and CES has sort of had an uneasy relationship with uh, sex tech. Uh, in 2019, a sex tech company won an inno innovation award only to have a bunch of prudes get it revoked. Um, and then uh, only one such company seemed to have a big presence at CES. It was The company's called Odoki. They weren't the only sex tech there, but they were the, they had a big presence. And it seemed like they had an interesting product. And by interesting product, it's called the Handy. We're not going to show it to you. You can use your imagination there. <laughs> and uh, CES long criticized in the mid to late 2000s for having what they were calling booth babes. Doesn't seem to have any booth babes uh, there. What do you all think about the Handy? Uh, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of what it would be, but I don't think I want to talk about <laughs> possibilities. It's a robotic fleshlight, Matt. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Thought it might be uh, like that. So they don't have booth babes anymore. Can they have booth bots? I just like a a very um, suggestive looking robot. It's like a it's like my clothing violates the uh, open AI uh, license agreement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they have booth bots. I don't know. I just know that. I just know that they. Uh, getting a little prudish on us here i don't the booth babes are stupid but this idea that like that things like that sex toys that are you know that use like connecting technologies are like a problem at ces it's a dumb idea because ces is a show it's not an adult entertainment show but ces is not for children right like yeah gather around children be like an industry professional to go there no it's open to the public are you sure CES is open to the public. When I went there 10 years ago, you had to be an industry professional. So, okay, well then it's not open to the public. Sure. It's open to the public. Okay. Um, but it's not for children. It's not like, Hey kids, let's go to CES. They're like, no, well, I don't want to go to CES. Allow children. Cause it's not really for children, but you know, from some of the stuff that I've watched, like there might be something, children might be interested in because there's a lot of stuff on like video games and uh you know gaming tech there to be fair my 15 or 16 year old self would have been fairly interested in the handy (laughs) as someone who has gone to a lot of conventions and conferences uh i can tell you there is absolutely a way to have a a a family-friendly conference that has an adult section like yeah just put up a bunch of black curtains Make it adults only, only one entrance, and that entrance is like you, they check your ID at the entrance. There you go. Yeah. But they're not. This is just like. This is just a, a sex toy. I don't understand. I think this is, I think this is much ado about nothing. Um, but I'm glad that they still have sex toys there. I don't think that like a kid walking by this booth is going to be traumatized by not looking at this sex toy they don't understand. Yeah, yeah, probably. probably. <laughs> like, the parent would have to explain it to them for them to understand it. So, yeah, you're probably right. And I would imagine that like the booths are set. Those the you know the company's doing that stuff. I'm pretty sure they're fairly discreet, right? They don't have like um, uh, videos of people using them on a big screen behind them, for example. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know. But I sure, think but... they should just have a section that's yeah. adults only. Yeah, or maybe not. You don't even have to. You just have a like a yeah. You have. You don't even have to have somebody checking IDs. Just everybody knows what that section is. Because again, this isn't like explicit. There's nothing graphic. There's no, you know what I'm saying? There's no yeah. pornography being shown or people. There's no demonstrations. <laughs> so, but yeah, if you, <laughs> there's, there's no like, uh, what do you call it? Like a dressing room, but for a sex toy. <laughs> I'd be like, this thing is used. Ew. <laughs> Oh, this is the demo unit. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like super sticky and gross. Yeah. I I think, uh, I guess putting it in a different section is fine, but like having like a velvet rope and somebody checking your ID seems a little stupid. Um, But (laughs) even so, um, 
you know, whatever they, their, their bad rep, I think was more about the booth babes and the sort of exploitive nature of that than about them having things like, Oh my bod or uh, the handy <laughs> this event. All right. My next story was about FedEx. FedEx is launching an e-commerce platform. It's to, to some extent, I suppose to try to compete with Amazon, but they're sort of unclear about what they're doing. So, the plan is to give vendors end-to-end e-commerce solutions, which sounds to me like a, like, a, like, a, like what FedEx already does because they like, ship something. Um, FedEx acquired a company in 2000 called ShopRunner. FedEx says they are not in the e-commerce business, but are offering vendors capabilities and insights. And by that, I think they mean uh, shipping and tracking. Uh, in 2019, Amazon had forbid sellers from uh, using FedEx because there was a dust-up between the two companies. Uh, the ban was lifted the next year, and uh, currently Amazon delivers more packages to people's homes than FedEx and UPS combined. You guys have any thoughts about this? Uh, yes. Yay competition. Yeah. Don't know if they're going to be able to do much to, to break into the Amazon's monopoly but it's good you know competition is good i don't know about that like amazon has been going so downhill recently like well it takes me so much longer to to research something on amazon and ultimately like decide to buy it than it used to because it used to be you know you could just kind of go find the brand name thing read the reviews it's got good reviews okay order it now it's like they barely have anything that's brand name anymore and you can't trust any of the reviews. Half the reviews are written by AI and it's like, if you are familiar with it, you can tell, but if you're not familiar with it, you can't tell that it was written by an AI. Yeah. Hmm, that's not been my experience, but I'm also like not looking for doohickeys or gadgets, right? I am like, I need, and I put in the brand name and the product that I want, right? Like, like just yesterday I was looking for a replacement battery for my Dyson vacuum and they have like a bunch of off brand Dyson compatible batteries. And like a lot of the reviews are like, Oh, super great. It works well. And then every, every once in a while you'll see a review that's like, yeah, this caught on fire, almost burned my house down. And it's like, Ooh, maybe I don't want to buy an off brand battery for my Dyson. The word genuine would be useful in the, in your search. Uh, no, they don't have Dyson batteries. They do not have genuine Dyson batteries on Amazon. The okay. end. Well, like I, who knows? Do you think FedEx off brand? Do you think the FedEx marketplace is necessarily going to have those? I mean, the, the thing here, I think what FedEx probably is trying to do is more of like, <clears throat> more of like getting people on Etsy to use it, getting people who are sellers on uh, Shopify, getting people who are, independent i don't think that what they're looking at doing here again it's kind of dicey and hard to parse what they're what they're doing but i don't think they're trying to put up a marketplace i think they're trying to sort of lean into the products and services they already offer which is like they said um capabilities and insights well their capability is to come to wherever you are take the package and take it somewhere else and their insights that's just tracking so <laughs> I actually am not even sure that they're doing anything. <clears throat> well, it sounds like they're going to offer like a marketplace platform like uh, like Amazon does. Uh, I don't know FedEx if that's true. FedEx said that but... they are not 
in the e-commerce business, but are offering vendors capabilities and insights. So that leads me to believe the opposite is true, but I okay. don't know. This was all dicey and cagey. That's why I kind of liked the article. Cause it's like, this, this is great. It doesn't, doesn't say anything. Fantastic. <laughs> so are they basically offering, they're not offering e-commerce or they're offering ship by FedEx or like how they do ship by Amazon kind of thing. Is that the idea? They, that might be what they end up doing was where they'll they'll hold your stock and fulfill it for you. That they might be yeah, that. or fulfilled by Amazon. That's yeah, right. They, yeah, so fulfilled by FedEx. Uh, yeah, that would make that would make yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, for them. I mean, it would it would work. It's just like it's like a little bit beyond what they're already doing. So uh, and it would add a lot for their customers. Right, and they they probably have you know, excess warehouse space at some of their facilities. Yeah. So it's already right there where things are being shipped out anyway. <laughs> right. Also, I really hope that they come out with like a, a free shipping subscription and they call it FedEx Primo. FedEx, FedEx Primo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll keep an eye on this. Maybe nothing will come of it. Maybe we'll never hear about it again. Um, but uh, maybe HK can get a, uh, a genuine uh, Dyson battery <laughs> this way. <laughs> HK, just buy it from the Dyson website, my God, or go to eBay and type in genuine Dyson battery and find like a good seller. Like, come on, you've, you've been on the internet long enough. You know, I ended up getting an adapter so I could just use like, like power, power drill batteries for it. That way I can swap them out anyway. It's so, so much nicer. Oh, great. Now that'll catch on fire. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, I uh, doubt a DeWalt battery is going to catch on fire. So I was talking about the adapter. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I guess I'll uh, go ahead and read the show out. This has been uh, How the Tech Are You? This is our weekly tech show from Echoplex Media. Uh, check out our other stuff at echoplexmedia.com and have a great tech and week.